What's up guys, it's Stu. It is Wednesday the 20, whatever the fuck it is. Um, if you're watching this, you'll see this tomorrow. Today, I'm excited, I got the 3, 2, 1, go. Grow Summit that I'll be speaking at. If you happened to watch that yesterday and you watched my presentation and you stuck around for the Q&A, please comment below. Let me know what you thought. Did you like it? Did you think it sucked? I think it was fucking awesome, but ultimately, um, I made it for you guys. So please, let me know what you think. Um, fighting a little bit of a, a throat thing. The fucking the Gus, the baby, got sick, and me, and the wife, and now, anyway, so I'm trying to conserve my voice, so I'll probably keep this a little short. But I got a, a question um, from a guy I really, really like. I got a chance he, to meet him. He came down to Charlotte while he was here on some business, and we got the jam and have a few drinks. And uh, so Mike Archangel of CrossFit Archangel out in Arizona um, sent me a question, and I think a lot of you guys are gonna probably get some benefit out of this, so I figured I'd wrap on it for a little bit. Um, Stu, I'm curious what your take is on two things. Number one, what should be the role of a head coach? And number two, how many hours a week do you expect your leadership positions to work? Obviously, this is a really unique thing, right? Like, I don't, it all depends on you guys and, you know, what should the duties of a head coach? You know, there are some gyms that are gonna have a head coach do all the programming and all the coaching, no sales. And then there's other gyms, like mine, like I'd call Deuce my head coach, he's gonna be involved in sales. So like, it all depends, so I'm gonna try to make this, this content as uh, beneficial in general for you guys while still giving some good uh, context. So a head coach, the title of head coach, and I think, again, we're, I'm just gonna stick with this title, right? You didn't call it a GM, you didn't call it an operations manager, you didn't call it a sales manager, you called it a head coach. I think if the title is head coach, that person should head up the coaching. I don't think they should be doing all the coaching, though for most of you guys, that's probably gonna happen in the beginning. They're probably gonna be coaching probably maybe 15, 25 plus hours a week, ballparkish. And then I think what their main gig needs to be is then developing the curriculum for the future coaches that are gonna come through the system from intern up to like whatever levels of coaching you've developed. And if you don't have that, he maybe that's his job is to help create that. I think you go ahead, the head coach's job is to start making sure consistency in each class is, is paramount, meaning that a 5.30 a.m.er, if they were to come one day randomly to a 5.30 p.m., they see the same exact thing. They get a consistent product regardless of who's coaching and what time of the day they come to. Most of you guys, that's one of the biggest glaring inconsistencies. I know you don't think it's a big deal and like, well, Tanya, my coach at 5.30 a.m. likes to do it like this and Charlie, my coach at 5.30 p.m. likes to do it like this. I, I don't give a fuck what Tanya or Charlie really wanna do. You have a product, it should be a consistent delivery. Now the flavor that comes out is different. You know, when you ride on an airline and the, the stewardess or the the male version of that, or whatever the fuck that's called, and they give their spiel and the seatbelt. Some guys are funny, like Southwest Airlines is known for having really funny stewardesses on the flights. The information they're supplying is exactly the fucking same. They're not doing something different with the belt buckle. It's their delivery of it is unique. It might have their own flair. So having your own personality and flair on something is okay, but I do believe that the overall experience should be identical. For example, if you have uh, a handful of modif a handful of modifications, and I apologize, like this sun is like beaming in on me. I'm gonna get fucking cancer out here looking at you guys with my fair fucking Irish skin. If you have various modifications for different movements, I think you need to boil those down. So a consistent gym would be like, hey guys, okay, so for pull-ups, we've got these three or four modifications, right? These are our go-to ones that we are gonna utilize 99% of the time. 
That way someone doesn't show up and one coach shows them something that they've never seen before and now that client thinks, oh man, that coach is way fucking better than the coach I had before. That coach never showed me that. You know, this coach just went off script with some new thing he saw on YouTube last week. So I, I recommend you have even from the modifications consistent, the time breakdown, each class should end at the same time. So anyway, the head coach should be in charge of the consistency. I think the head coach with that also has to be in charge of the programming. That's something a lot of gym owners are very hesitant to let go of, especially CrossFit gym owners. And I cannot recommend enough. You don't know as much about it as you think you do. There's nothing that you, you didn't walk into owning a gym with this amazing programming knowledge. Some of you might if you went through you know, the university setting like I did or maybe you've gone the OPEX route, you've done internships with other companies and maybe you do. Odds are you fucking don't. There's nothing that another coach can't learn in a series of eight to 12 months from you. So, but you need to hand that off to this head coach, I believe. So again, I think a head coach, um, they're in charge of the, the quality of coaching. They're coaching a good majority of the classes. They're overseeing the uh, consistency of those classes with the other coaches, you know, doing points of performance after the class, you know, whatever you break down your KPIs, points of performance per class. Um, and then I think they're also in charge of the, they should be doing the programming because without that, their kind of hands are tied in making it a consistent logistic product. Now, how many hours a week do I think someone should work? So I, he mentioned, he said the word leadership team and that's because me and Michael have talked before and he obviously listens to my content. I've utilized what the EOS system based off Traction by Gina Wickman and, and in Traction um, and an EOS system, you have a leadership team. There's your overall, your big team, that's everybody that's in your organization that makes the end product, the cleaner, the sub coach, uh, the part-time coach, the full-time coach, the front desk, the administrator, all those people, that's the team. And then there is a leadership team. The leadership team is a core group of individuals that all decisions in the company get passed through. They have a voting power in decisions. They don't own any of the company, I mean they might, but this is the leadership team. Like again, I've talked about this, me, Deuce, Isaac, and Joe, that's my, what I consider my leadership team, okay? I won't make any decisions, major ones, unless Deuce and Isaac are in the room, right? We will not make any branding or whatever decisions unless Joe is in the room. So now for a leadership team, people that are fully employed by your business, and I'm gonna steal something from Sean Ryder over at Shannon Doa Fit. Sean talks about full time versus full focus, and I love that. I love that, right? The full focus coach, someone that's like their full focus, they have nothing else. Maybe they're not working 40 hours a week, technically full time, but their full focus, 100% of their focus is on the business and the growth of the business. So whichever, however you wanna look at that. In this industry, this is not nine to five. This shit's five to nine. Five a.m. to nine p.m. Like, we have weird hours. We're busy in the morning, there's a lull, we're, we had a pocket of energy in the afternoon perhaps, there's a lull, and then we're busy in the afternoons and, the, and going into the evenings. If you have someone that you provided fulfillment and compensation to, you can get them to work more than 40 hours a week. I can almost guarantee it. You can have someone who truly loves what they do, truly loves coming in every single fucking day, you can get more than 40 hours a week out of that. Now, that's saying you're trying to do that, like you're trying to get 40 hours. What I'm saying is it's just probably how it's gonna turn out. So how many hours, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a set number of hours I require for my full-time guys. I don't have like a clock like, oh, did you hit 40 hours? Did you get all the shit you had to get done? Did all the sales and consultations, all the callbacks, all the classes that get coached, all the coaching evaluations, like all that stuff. Did it get done? Did that take 37 hours or did that take 51 hours? I don't 
care how long it takes. I just needed to get done. And my guys know that. And they know like there's times where like if Deuce waits to the last minute to do programming, it might take him longer. It might not, he might not get done as early on a Friday, whatever it may be. If Isaac, you know, has an entire buildup list of callbacks and those haven't been handled, she's gonna be sitting there on the phone and text messaging with Scipio longer than had she maybe she diced it up throughout the week. So they're adults, I don't micromanagement. The only thing I look at is the end result. Boom, here's our list of all the leads we had to follow up. Did we follow up with them? Boom, great, awesome, good, grand. Give me the results, what are the results of that? Where's the programming for next week so that Leah can post up on social media? Boom, good, let's go. Like it, it just, it's simple. So I don't have an answer on the hours for you guys. I think what you need to do is really define the responsibilities and the expectations that the business has of them and then their expectations of the business. And when you really have that stuff, and I've brought, for most of my guys who attended spring training or any of my clients, you know we, we devise that in our org chart. Name, title, who he or she reports to, what does the business expect from them, what do they expect from the business. And once you break all that down and you go from macro to mezzo to micro, like getting real granular with it, it's all taken care of in there, but it's gonna be unique for every gym. But Michael, thank you so much. Next time you're rolling through Charlotte, hit me up, drinks on me, and um, the rest of you guys, go watch the 3-2-1 Growth Summit. Let me know what you thought. Talk to you guys soon.